0: Walmart is right on target. MyMac podcast number
1: 315. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hey everyone welcome to MyMac.com show number 315. Hopefully uh hopefully this week will go a little bit better than last week. What do you think, Gaz? I think you're showing off. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that's right, because I am the, <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> podcast professional that
0: <laughs> Maybe you just said three one five rather than one one one
1: four whatever I said last <laughs> week. That was it. so that was so funny. <laughs> Uh, we actually, we actually got, uh, uh, I know we're going a little bit out of order. Um, we got some, we got some feedback, uh, <laughs> from, from Khaled, uh, good friend of ours from over in Saudi Arabia, basically said that the train wreck episodes are fun too. <laughs>
0: yeah we did we and actually i i 've got somebody who follows me on twitter who also says uh, thanks for our great work on uh, on the pod work on the podcast pod. so i 've started again it 's a great um, cast
1: on the pod work
0: yeah, on the pod work that's, <laughs> uh, that 's from i don 't know his surname actually but it 's andy Zumo one but uh good man thanks very yep. much. yep really, we really we
1: really really have. do appreciate uh, we, the feedback we, and, and whether it 's from from twitter. Or from Skype 703-436-9501 is our Skype number. Please call it. Um, You're so smooth, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like it just it just goes from from one train of thought to another. And speaking of train <laughs> trains of thought, Can we um, get off the train. Yeah. <laughs> well, what what's weird is during during the week I'll send Gaz uh, email about things that I want to talk about on the show, and. Inevitably, I always forget to send that same email to myself. So when when Tuesday night rolls around and we're you know and we're talking about topics on the show, uh, Gaz will remind me that I sent him you know three or four different emails on things that said, "Oh, we definitely need to talk about this." And you know he'll say, "Well, well, what about this subject? And what about that subject?" Like, what did I say that? <laughs> and we're yeah, actually gonna. He- yeah. I realize what I am. I'm just your secretary, aren't I? Yes. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh the the problem uh for for long-time listeners of the show, um they all know this. I am I am a blonde.
0: I am blonde. Yeah. I could say an Essex I could turn Essex girl, but I might get lots of very bad. Well,
1: no, that's bad, you know what what's bad weird bad. is um yeah, I, I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which of course is a double handicap for me—a blonde from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, if, if I can get up and tie my shoes in the morning, it's a good day. It's a good start <laughs> of the day, and it was—I think it was—it was well over two years ago. Um, I had I had kind of gotten on a, a Florida kick, where it was like, okay, well, you know, something bad's happened. Obviously, it started in Florida. You know, something along those lines, and. Some guy, some guy in Florida actually sent us uh, or sent Tim email saying that I was a racist because I said something bad about people from Florida. And, you know, call me crazy. And many people have. I wasn't aware that people from Florida constituted a different race than people from other parts of the country. And the only thing I could think of is, okay, that is a typical blonde Florida moment right there. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, anyway. Did, 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 you, did you do your shoelaces this morning? Yes, I did. Well, I, I've got the strap-ons now. So. Uh, you got Velcro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Velcro. I've got Velcro because, you know, that the whole tying thing just confuses the hell out of me. And, and I just can't be bothered, so... It's slip-on, slip-off, or Velcro. And that, that's about as far as I can go with it. How, how has your well, week been, Gaz? <laughs> Actually, it's pretty busy at the moment. Works, uh works
0: pretty full-on, as it normally is. And, right. Uh, well, you're getting I, ready to go
1: on I'd, a trip, aren't you?
0: Uh, pretty soon? Yes, yes, at the end of the month. But um, I'm, uh, what I was going to say was I had a, a big game on, at the weekend. did uh, Ooh. um A level six game, which for me, I'm a level seven ref, is a a step up and I was watched. And it was a tight game with, um, I suppose I could liken it to an American football with the winning score being scored in overtime. You could say that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It was a tight game. It was a cracker, absolute cracker. Loved it. So, uh, yeah, and we've had some good weather over here. And we're we're talking
1: (laughs) about rugby, which is… Rugby union. Yeah, it's it's like, for those that don't know what rugby is… It's all the brutality of like American football, but without all the padding. So, it Can be like that, yeah, can yeah. Like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and sometimes they, uh, it's it's much like boxing as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get down into the what is it a scrum? Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of things that can happen in that pile that no one's going to know about. No,
0: it's it's a, it's a secret world in there, I tell
1: you. It's <laughs> And never the twain shall meet. Um anyway, I suppose we best talk some Mac. Yeah, yeah, before we get in trouble here. Uh we've there's a oh my god. Uh, the 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 writers of mymac.com and one person in particular has just been going crazy submitting articles. We have got so much new stuff at mymac.com. Please go. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Please go to mymac.com and uh, take a look at some of these articles that we're going to talk about. The first one is from uh, our dear friend, Donnie Yankelo. It's a review of the Call Pod. Oh boy, this is going to be tough to say. Call Pod, call pod Charge Pod from Call Pod. Fr, from Call Pod. It's your, uh, turn. It's your turn. Your <laughs> turn. Oh, God. This this the reminds me of, of the whole. Pool pod. Yeah, the whole this reminds me of the whole three hundredth podcast thing all over again. Uh, It's about fifty dollars, and what it is, it's a charger for all of your various electronic devices, and it's got let's see, two, four, seven different ports to plug stuff in, and uh, it comes. With a couple of adapters, but and for a relatively small charge, you can get other types of adapters depending on you know what kind of device it is you wanna you wanna charge up. So if you're if you're you know on on the go with it's a lot like of a spider doesn't it actually? Yeah, it does. It's kind of scary looking with the blue and blue and green lights. Um, if you're the kind of guy that that carries around a lot of different devices on the road, this is something you're definitely gonna want to uh, to check up on.
0: Yep. Uh, and the next article um, on the MyMap dot com podcast is the Griffin Stylus for iPad versus the just mobile ALU pen. So basically this is um bit of a shout down between two pens that you can use on the iPad or actually I suppose you might be able to use them on other um, products as well.
1: Yeah, on you know, um, probably but, just about any touchscreen device.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a shake down between the two, and I, I must admit, I haven't read it, but I really ne- need to go in and, and read this article because uh, um, we've got a couple of pens, or we've got a pen for the iPad which uh, the girls use on one of the drawing apps we've got, and um, they do have like this large end. and I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure whether. They're any better than just using your finger, but uh, so I'll need to have a read of those two. But um, that's by John John Nemo, Nemo. Yep. Uh,
1: Next up, we have the McCalli BT Key Mini iPad Keyboard and Stand, and the Waterfield Keyboard Sleeves. Now, the the keyboard and stand, uh, if you've seen the pictures of these, and, and you know, please go to the site and check this out. This is basically it's a Bluetooth keyboard that you can use. Well, you can use it on your Mac too, I suppose. But it's it's generally kind of geared toward being used on the on the iPad, and the the stand that comes with it also kind of doubles as a case for the keyboard, which is kind of a nice touch. You yeah. can set you can set the iPad up in in either portrait or landscape mode, and uh, it you know I guess uh, the the one thing that I I don't like about things like this is that they're Bluetooth, so not only are you having to, to keep track of the batteries in your iPad, you know how much power you have for that, but you got to keep Keep track of the batteries in your in your little keyboard as well. Now, I, I'm still looking for a, a decently priced uh, case for the iPad that includes some kind of keyboard. There's a couple of them out there yet, but eh, none of them are able to switch between portrait and landscape, which is kind of a deal breaker for me, but... <laughs> that has nothing to do with this article whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I just wonder where he was going with that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I was turning it into a whole segment all by itself. That was also from John Niemorowski, and he had a guest reviewer, Jackie Richards.
0: Um, And the next one is the Griffin Loop and the Just Mobile Upstand and the View Stand. So basically these are iPad stands. <laughs> iPad reviews. stands. <laughs> <the TV> <laughs> um and john's john's been guys been so busy he's on that one as well, so yeah. uh, there's a review of certain stands there which uh, if you need if you're looking for a stand, there are so many out there, so many available then go take a look
1: yep uh then we have uh tim Tim Robertson's new podcast tech fan uh issue issue good god uh, podcast number four just came out last week. And that was, he had David Cohen on as uh, a guest, as well as BJ Bott, two guys from the UK, on with Tim in uh, Tech Fan 4, talking about, they had a a really long discussion about a possible, you know, I don't know how probable it is, but a a possible Microsoft-Adobe merger and, and what the repercussions of that could be
0: and next on the site there was it's really ipad orientated uh, this week i think uh, yeah, ipad well, pretty made much
1: simple, that's, that's pretty much all the way apple's news has you, been lately yeah it has really
0: isn't it um so these are books there's a manual there's um ipad made simple my new ipad and ipad missing manual which book to buy uh those three items uh, those three books are reviewed and
1: Did you wrote that
0: again again <laughs> I mean, just
1: that man—he he can't sleep. No, he just he, can't sleep. Well, he I just, noticed he—he's getting—he's getting some help. I, I think this is his brother, Howard Nemorowski Howard Nemo. Correct,
0: correct. Yes, Howard. Howard yep. Stone. So, uh, so he, he can't sleep, and he's making other people not sleep either.
1: Yeah, book book reviews are tough, <laughs> but, too. Uh, yeah, they are. They are.
0: So uh, go take a look. If you're looking for a manual uh, for your iPad, then um, take a look there. There's three to choose from.
1: Yep. And the absolute very last one we have to talk about this week that you you can find all of these at mymac.com is a review for the for Arctic Cooling products by Elisa Pacelli, the Arctic Breeze Mobile from Arctic Cooling, the Arctic Breeze Pro, and I'm not sure what the difference would be between just the Breeze Mobile and the Breeze Pro, and the Arctic USB Hub. Now of weight, weight and size, I expect. Yeah. Yeah the the one that as I looked through this the one that I found that was kind of cool was was actually the Arctic USB hub that I guess this fan mm. kind of plugs into the top of it, um kind of a, a different looking device it, it's it's a four four port USB hub that you can just kind of yeah. you know drop into your your notebook or something along or you know whatever it is that you carry your computer around in, and I'm always looking I'm always looking for good hubs, uh this one looks kind of cool so that's from Elisa Pacelli. I like the way you did that. This one looks kind of cool. Oh! The, the oh! on oh, words. Oh! Florida moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Now he's hit it. He's hit it out of the park. <laughs> it gets out of here. Um. Now, like I said a little earlier, we we did kind of go out of order. Uh, we did. You know, we already talked about Twitter feedback. We actually had a Skype call this week. I know. <laughs> deafening silence. You can't believe it. A Skype call. So I'm going to play that right here. And, uh, I know who it is. And I think a a few other people might know who it is, but I I think he wants to remain anonymous. Here it is.
2: Hey guys, this is the second week in a row. The mystery caller is calling with a question, but by asking this question, I'm certain that my, my identity will soon be revealed to some. I'm calling in, regards to uh, an issue that I was having recently um, using iWeb. In the old days, I believe iWeb used to hide all its files in a folder called Sites that was in my home folder. Um, And now that I'm editing my site and want to publish it to an FTP site, uh, I can't seem to find where the files are hidden to now. They don't... When when the files are being saved, they're not being saved into the sites folder inside my home directory. So I was wondering if you guys knew where they might be now. Wonder if you can figure out who this is. Talk to you later.
1: Okay, um, I have. Is, is this a test for me? No, 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 no. Not a test. Uh, I, you're not a big you're not a big user of iWeb, are you? No, no. I was thinking that, uh, more of a test of finding out who it was. Oh. <laughs> Well, well if, he ever, if he ever calls back again, uh, we, we can go into that another time. Uh, uh, Mystery Caller, if you're looking for the location of where iWeb keeps all of its files, there's, there's two ways you can find it. Um, the file itself is called Domain. Sometimes it's also called Domain 2, depending on um, what version of iWeb that you have. But to find the folder itself, go to your user library, not the system library, but you, know, you basically want to go to users, user library, application support, iWeb, and then inside of that folder will be uh, a, probably another folder with the name of, of whatever it is that you named your site in iWeb. Now, if you're a, a heavy user of iWeb, uh, one thing that you definitely want to do before making big, big changes to your iWeb site is to make a copy of this domain file. And in order to do that, all you really need to do is within that iWeb folder in application support, create another folder and call it whatever you want. Make a, you know, right click on the domain file, make a copy of it, and then drop it into that other folder. That way, if, iWeb or whatever you know the changes that you made you don't like you can very easily get back to the original version without having to muck around with Time Machine or anything along those lines. Excuse me, goodness sakes! Ah, and I I think that's going to bring us up on our first break, Gaz. Yeah,
0: I think that uh, that sounds good. I I, you you learn something every every day though because I do use uh, iWeb actually for one of my sites. So oh, uh, I
1: didn't know that. What's the site name?
0: gazmas.com
1: Ah, good old gazmas <laughs> gazmas.com uh so everyone please I, I i have used i have used iweb on if you, you want to see you're a long time iweb user you yeah. are you, i mean i'm a baby well i actually uh chris Siebold, who's who's a good friend of the site wrote a book called uh, apple hacks that you can find uh on amazon and uh i was i was very flattered that he asked me to uh, take some stuff I had written on MyMac.com and and kind of redo it for the book. And it turned out to be, I think it was like 16, 17 pages of the book on on how to hack iWeb to do some of the different things that that, uh, it normally wasn't capable of doing. But it was a lot of fun. So anyway, everybody, I'm getting off topic once again. How does this happen, Gaz? Gaz. Well, it it wasn't really off topic at all, I'd say. That was perfectly on topic. (laughs) Yeah, I I just like patting myself on the back every once in a while. Yeah,
2: never
1: did that happen. Oh, well, blonde Florida moment. (laughs) Everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. the MyMac.com podcast. Check out Tech Fan, hosted by me, Tim Robertson, the original MyMac.com podcast host. Every week we're going to have a new show about all things technology, great interviews, fun time, listener invites. Check it out. It's in
2: iTunes, Tech Fan.
0: We love our listeners, and the police would very much like to talk to us about it. The G Men on the MyMag.com podcast. And welcome back after that, uh, well, very short break. And I'm rocking out here, actually, Guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I love picking some of the music for, uh, for the, the in between segments. Absolutely uh, superb, superb. I just don't, I almost look forward to the breaks as much as the middle bits. It <laughs> gives you a chance to to take a sip of water, yeah. go to the bathroom, you know, whatever, whatever little whatever little no, uh, personal maintenance that you I need to when do. I'm listening to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now the show notes this week you so you're talking about some iLife Eleven, but hang on a minute. I, I didn't think we were in iLife Eleven.
1: Well, not so much. It, it hasn't <laughs> come out yet. There, there's been um, a, a couple of, and you know, I hate to use the term rumors. Uh, mm. There was on on the Amazon site in Germany. Uh, somebody found, a and it was probably a placeholder for some book called iLife Eleven. But there were some some interesting little tidbits in there about what could be coming up. Um, I guess the the really big news is that iDVD may be dropped if you know if any of this is true, of course, from iLife 11. And ha- have you ever used iDVD, Gaz? Um, I have used it occasionally, but to
0: be perfectly honest with you, I've I've got another DVD ripping. Uh, piece of software i'll tell you who's used idvd more than me and that's my daughter's to to rip some dvds and put the all the placeholders in so they're probably more used to using it than i am
1: yeah same with me my son peter uh does a lot of stuff with uh with video as a matter of fact i'm he's he's actually looking in this is slightly off topic uh he's looking at adobe uh premiere elements for the mac and he may be on in a week or two to talk to us about that. Cool. Yep. Cool. But uh, what is it yeah, that so, you use? So, it's
0: a, so, to to answer your question, I don't really use it that much. No, I don't.
1: So, what what product do you use to make DVDs when you need to? Um, well, it's been a, it's been a long time since I've actually
0: done that because yeah. Well, me too. To be honest with you, I don't I don't rip DVDs that often anymore. Um, and I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to dig through my applications to try and find the name of it now because <laughs> it's, been, it's been so long since I used it.
1: Well, you know, um, it, it, it's weird. But, but In these days but, of, of digital distribution, it just doesn't seem to be really as relevant as it was, say, five or six years ago when iLife included like, the, the first or second version of iDVD
0: no and even a lot of um applications and consumable products these days have got um like a uh, um a usb port so you can plug stuff into it and just play it over the you know when you connect it up i mean that's the way it's going for a lot of uh, a lot of um consumables now yeah. where, you know like if you wanted to send a dvd to somebody so they could watch a film i mean that's really the only time when you're, you you're know, going to put a lot of perhaps photos on there um, yeah,
1: well, the, the, if it's the, the, if it's your thing. own content as compared to, you know, yeah. you just yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just ripped uh, uh, the latest Godzilla movie for you know whatever reason, and you know you 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 obviously shouldn't. Make a copy of that and send it to a friend. But if it's if it's you know you went snowboarding and fell halfway down a mountain and somebody happened to film it, uh you know the the kind of stuff that you make with say other parts of iLife. uh, Well,
0: yeah, it's like I mean, what the girls use it for a lot is um, putting photos together and then putting some movie clips in there and doing the transitions and that stuff, and then yeah, but adding some music and things like that. And that application is called Disco, by the way.
1: Disco. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also a couple of others. Uh, there's Burn and, of course, uh, Roxio's Toast yeah. has been around yeah. for a very, very long time. Uh, but honestly, with sites like YouTube and Mevio yeah. and, and some of the other online sharing sites, uh, burning DVDs has, has kind of lost its way. You know, I mean, The fact that, that none of the Macs currently being sold include uh, like say blu-ray players or even burners you, you kind of start to see why apple went that way i mean why even bother to include you know optical technology that's almost obsolete on the day that it can, that it comes out
0: that's true i'm just trying to think it through as to where it, it, it it's all down to the rollout of the cloud isn't it that's yeah. the thing and it's all about connectivity and speed of connectivity to the cloud because if you take it a step further, there are going to be places, a lot of places around the world, where you still most definitely need some sort of uh, burnable media.
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, where they don't have you – know, their broadband isn't as,
0: as – That's it. Either as fast or, or, as well.
1: even, or even available.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's still very applicable. Um, however – if you're in any sort of metropolis, then you really don't need it. You really don't need it. I'm, d- yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm desperately trying to wrap my brain to see what I'd need it for, other well, than rip, ripping a DVD so somebody could just put it into their DVD player to to yeah. watch it on the TV. Or, well, you, you know, travel. DVDs.
1: You travel a lot more than I do. Uh, do yep. you do you bother to carry DVDs for entertainment anymore? I
0: used to. Um, I haven't done in the last year.
1: Yeah, same here. You know, I, basically when when um, we go on vacation, uh, I've got an iPod Classic that has a 120-gig drive in it. I will just load that to the gills with all kinds of, of video content and then take the, uh, the dock connector cable that has either component or composite outputs, and when, whenever we get to, you know, wherever it is we're going to spend our vacation, if we want to watch something, I'll just plug that iPod into the TV set and, and watch it right from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be, you know, 1080p high definition, but you're on vacation, man. You know, do you just, does it really make all that much of a difference?
0: Yeah, all I do is basically shove a load of films or whatever I need, TV shows, uh, onto my either my iPad or, or the iPod Touch, and that's perfectly adequate for when you're going away.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, it, you don't really care. It's it's not that big a deal. Uh, yeah. l- let's talk about some of the other pieces of iLife, not necessarily having to do with, you know, what iLife eleven is according to you know this rumor, but you know, you're a big user of iPhoto. I am. If if there was something in iPhoto that you know, is there something there that you've been looking for that Apple could improve? Um, well, definitely. Actually, I've recently um, put a I think I've mentioned it
0: before. Um, it's a plugin for export. And what it, what it can do is um, give you a copyright symbol or a watermark or add some borders to uh, an exported photo. And you can set this, um, uh, the product up so that it'll actually um, do something on a regular basis. So you just, you know, if you want to um, export a few photos. You can export them with this same formatting, and it's called Border FX. Um, that's border as in the word, and then FX. Um, and you, it's a plugin for iPhoto, but it's also a plugin for uh, Aperture 3 as well. So certainly, um, I think they could possibly improve that export process. But well, see, I don't even think I... they
1: have watermarking in the current version. No, they don't. Of iPhoto. No, they
0: don't. But that you see that you see. That, <coughs> That's the difficulty, Guy, and this this is where we all complain, or certainly a lot of people at work complain about all of the features that we get in the Microsoft Office package. Right, and Apple does something simple, and they do it so that everybody can use it. Go in, and you know they get exactly what they, you know, what they need. You know, it does exactly what it says on the tin. But there are times I think when you could perhaps, you know, have just a few more options. And that's where I suppose the plugins. As long as they make the plugins available uh, to enhance the products, and that you know those plugins don't then suddenly crash when they have any updates.
1: (laughs) Well, now is Um, is Border FX a plugin into iPhoto or is that a separate program?
0: No, no, no. It's a plugin into iPhoto. When you when you export your photo um, in iPhoto, you actually get a you get an option screen come up. Um, so, which you can click on or you can click onto the the standard uh, export options that you get. So it's, it's a pretty neat little um, application. And there's little things like that. Sometimes I just want to select a load of photos, for example, and just have them come up um, large screen and just watch them. I don't want to set up a slideshow. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's almost not simple enough when it comes to iPhoto. So, yeah, there, there's lots of little bits that they could do in iPhoto, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, integration with the I've, web, button, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I've used I've used iPhoto, you know, along with, with everyone else over the years. I probably don't use it anywhere near to its, its fullest extent. For me, it's mostly I plug in the camera, I dump a bunch of photos on it, and then I walk away. <laughs> Which means, of course, that, you know, at some future point, when I'm looking for picture A, I find everything from B to Z. But A just seems to be a little bit elusive. Well, yeah,
0: that... Yeah, I've got, I've got into a bit of a process, to be honest with you. I think we've mentioned this in the past. You know, I load the photos in there. I make sure that they all get marked up. I make sure they get titled. I make sure the date and the location information's in yeah. there. And I'll use, you know, the enhancement tools that there are to, to make any uh, changes, cropping it, you know, adjusting the size and um, making colour adjustments, that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I've got about 19,000 photos in there, so I have to try and keep on top of them.
1: Yeah, um, no, I don't. And, I don't have anywhere near that many.
0: I mean, I just, I just, I think it's a great little app. It, it is starting to slow down a little bit because mainly because I've got such a big library. And I yeah, I was going to ask. Perhaps, you
1: think that's related to the size of your library?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for me, really, enhancements on making sure they can keep up to speed without me having to split the library out. Um, that you know, that's the sort of thing I'd be looking for.
1: Well, how would you? How would you manage something? Something like that with with the plugins, like just a checkbox and in a preference file, that kind of thing.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. I mean it, it. It it really the problem. The problem comes, guy. I suppose when it all depends how accessible and. Uh, they make the program for people to write the plugins um, mm, but yes. i would say yeah in a preference pane, if you know you put it in there so you could load it in and say yes or no as to whether you wanted to use it or not but um of course it's a separate market you know you go out there and you either pay for these plugins or you don't and it's yep. you know it's a difficult one it's a difficult one because <laughs> if, if you start paying them the sort of extra money for some of the plugins then some people would say well go up to aperture for example or go up to you know uh, f- um, Lightroom.
1: Well, do you think that's possibly part of Apple's strategy is to kind of steer you toward a more of a, a pro application as compared no, to? No, no, I don't think it I like? is.
0: I, no, I don't think it is. I think that, I think they've they've created. A, I think that you know, when iLife the next version of iLife comes out, iPhoto will be an improved um, process, but it'll still be a simplistic um, package that people can just throw the photos in. And go and get them and find them when they want them, and if you know if they want to do a little bit extra with it, then you know they'll put a few extra tools in there, and that's they they've then got the next pro tool to go up to if you if you need to um but i don 't think they want to push you; they just want you to be able to use your your mac um you know they want you to sit down and use your mac and i mean that 's why I came over precisely well, because that I got, makes sense. Big, be precisely because I got fed up of sitting in front of a Windows machine <laughs> doing the administration all the time.
1: Okay, well let's uh, let's go on to another life program and uh, one that uh, that we use and, and sometimes abuse and hate to love and love to hate in that garage GarageBand. Yeah. Uh, if if I was now, I'm, I'm probably a bigger user of GarageBand than you are. I think uh, I would a... say that if. There was one improvement that that Apple could make to GarageBand, especially for, for podcasters like myself, and you know Ambrosia Software probably wouldn't be too happy about it, uh, if GarageBand would be more multi-track aware. And by that I mean, you know, I've got this this microphone that I'm recording on; uh, it's plugged into USB. Uh, I'm talking to Gaz on Skype, which of course is a uh, software audio process. Uh, I use Ambrosia Software's soundboard, and you know, here we're just, I'm not trying to. This isn't trying to be a commercial. I'm just talking about some of the stuff that I do. That's on a separate audio track. Well, right from within GarageBand, without me having to do any trickery, like I have to do right now with. You guessed it, Ambrosius. Where's Wiretap? Anywhere, um, if it, it could just know that. Okay, well, you have this particular audio device here. You have this particular audio process there. You've got this other audio process there, and just make it so that I can do these very, very easily, very, very simply. You know, give me the options to use the processes that that I want to use on at least a weekly basis.
2: The
0: the thing is, guy, I think. Now, it, it's funny because I think the difference between GarageBand and moving somebody up to a Pro uh, product and the difference between iPhoto and moving someone up to a Pro, pro product, you're talking about completely two completely different games.
1: Oh, yeah. And oh, I, dude, think, I forgot about that. And
0: I think, I think it, the average user that goes into GarageBand, um, if anything, Apple might think about trying to make GarageBand simpler rather than more complicated. more heavy on on um items in there which sounds it it sounds converse but actually i think you know i think the garage band a lot of people use garage band and love it because it's a great application but i tell you what i know that i don't touch you know a 16th of what's in there and the capability that's in there um you probably use a lot more um and you're looking for for more but you know i think the step up is tremendous because i really you know most of the stuff i do i really just need a basic recording app um uh, and garageband i think is a lot closer to the next step up to go to a pro tool than then iPhoto is if you move up to a a pro tool if that makes sense
1: no i understand what you're saying um if if i wanted like for a while i was recording this podcast using soundtrack pro which does kind of do what I was just talking about. The problem that I had with Soundtrack Pro is that the process was made so difficult in trying to do things with individual tracks that you lost some of the, the creativity that I enjoyed in GarageBand, which was, you know, even though it was, and it has been a little bit more of a hassle to, to do the podcast in GarageBand uh I, because it doesn't get in the way i find it, it it's a better product to use yeah
0: well I, I i you know it wouldn't surprise me if we came out if they actually came out and um either didn't touch garage or even made some of the interface that you could go into uh, simpler which were, i think would actually upset a lot of people but
1: yeah, that's that's the that's,
0: the that's the Apple way. They don't mind about upsetting people, do they?
1: <laughs> no, nope, not at all.
0: And talking about changes, I mean, they've made some. They made some changes to iMovie, didn't they? Last time.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, they, they made some, a lot of changes to it. I think it was in iLife '08 where they completely changed the interface. And uh, I, I was talking about my son Peter. Uh, he despises the new version. The you know from 08 and 09 versions of iMovie, and he stuck with uh, iMovie 06 HD ever since he started getting inter- interested in video. Now, Apple has responded to the outcry over the, the changes they made in <clears throat> in uh, iLife 08 by making some some basic, well not really basic, making some really major changes to Mm -hmm. iMovie when iLife 09 came out, but still keeping that same interface that kind of put people off. So I I wasn't really sure, you know, what their their point of that was. Now, I mean, this is the same kind of thing where if you want to do a little bit more, you don't use a program like iMovie, you go ahead and you move up to Final Cut Express or Pro, which is what I did. You know, I started off, I went to Final Cut Express, and then once I became a little more familiar with the way that program worked, I, I went ahead and you know paid the big bucks and got Final Cut Pro. Yeah. Now, uh, Adobe, you know, another one of those companies we, we love to hate and hate to love, has, has gotten back into it themselves on the Mac side, even though this program's been around years on the Windows side. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, they've released Premier Elements for the Mac. So, you know, should Apple respond to that by making changes in iMovie to kind of return it to its, its former, for lack of a better term, former glory? Or, you know, should they not worry about it and, you know, kind of stay the course? I don't
0: think they'll change the current um, iMovie version, certainly. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, um, I, I use the new version and I'm quite happy with it um and I, I don't think they they may make some improvements to it but they certainly won't change it they certainly won't change it so you're think,
1: okay with that kind of ribbon interface that they have Yep. now have, yep. have you did you try any other previous versions of it
0: i i tried hd and couldn't get into it
1: really what was mm. it about that, well it, it, about it, it that i'll tell you money? i'll
0: tell you what it's about is the fact it's usage per the the, the one thing i think once you get into using a program and you're using it a lot, you'll get into it no problems. That's your what, preference, then. Um, yeah, and what I found yeah. was I went into HD and had to fiddle a bit more, whereas I went into the, the current version and found it a lot easier to get in to make those the little changes that I found just a little bit more difficult in, in the HD version. But it's, I wonder it's, if,
1: well, because, you know, I mean, the, the changes they made were very, very drastic. Yeah. And I wonder if a lot of the outcry—and I'll put myself in the same camp—I wonder if a lot of the outcry was simply because the changes were so drastic, as compared to, you know, you come into the platform and you hadn't spent, you know, five yep. or six years messing around with the, yep. the previous way that iMovie worked, and you jumped right into the new version and and found it to your liking and and didn't particularly care for the for the older version. Absolutely, I think you, you're spot on there. You're spot on. Yep. you know, um. We are, we are running way, way long. So okay. before we get into the last section of iLife that we were going to talk about, we're going to take a little break. So uh, everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back.
0: was a workshop owner in the
1: Hey everyone, Guy Sheryl here from the MyMac.com podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick word that if you want to save 15%, that's 15% off some really, really great software, visit AmbrosiaSoftware.com. That's A M B R O S I A S W. where you can find things like Wiretap Studio, Wiretap Anywhere, Soundboard. These are all programs we use every single week on the podcast, as well as some of the greatest games that the Mac can deliver to you. Remember, 15% off by using the code MYMAC15. That's M-Y-M-A-C-15. All at Ambrosia Software.
2: One sip and you'll surrender.
1: Making our right turns, three lefts at a time. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. My love will never hurt at all. Okay, welcome back to the last segment for the evening. Now for, for segment two, you, you may notice a, a slight difference in in audio quality. That's because we had a... We had a couple of little technical glitches mostly related to GarageBand um, as we were in our discussion. And Gaz, fortunately, uh, also records from his end. So uh, we, we didn't actually lose anything, but it's going to sound a little bit different because my voice, I guess, was was breaking up a little bit, Gaz.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit. Um, I think you were obviously recording locally, and you would have been sounding fine. But coming over to me, it was slightly different. So, so like it'll be might. a little bit
1: dodgy. <laughs> yeah. Wow! I'm okay. sure
0: you'll make it smooth as silk.
1: Oh coming. yes, it will be. It'll it'll be <laughs> like butter when I'm done with it. Well, I not any butter I'd want to eat, but that's no. no, no. <laughs> um, let's let's finish up in our discussion about iLife. Um, the last part. That uh, wanted to talk about was iWeb. Now, according, from, we
0: had a, we had a question about iWeb earlier, well, did not we?
1: Yes, from from mystery caller MC. Mystery caller MC MC, MC mystery caller. Um, <laughs> now iWeb from the very beginning was was very very easy to use, and you know, I mean, if you just wanted to make a quick site, you just throw content at it and and use their templates, and everything was fine. The, you know, now w- according to this, these rumor sites that, that iWeb is going to see an entire makeover. Um, now you actually use iWeb for your site, which you know we yep. very very briefly talked about, and you you use one of the templates, or did you kind of muck around with it a bit? No, I basically use one of the
0: templates. I just wanted to get something out there, so I put um, I use one of the templates. I have messed about with it a little bit. Making a few changes, uh, adding some images, but I've pretty much used basically what what you get with iWeb. I haven't uh, um, added to it or, um, or, you know, changed it
1: radically. All that drastically, yeah. Now, Now, if you want to see a site where I took one of the the basic templates and and really did a number on it, take a minute uh, talking to the listeners you don't don't do it right now cats uh, go to <laughs> go to macparrot.com and now you know the first thing i have to do is apologize because there's this like flashing uh, gif image at the the very very top it's only there because i could and i'm sorry that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I was I was doing some you know experimenting a little bit with Photoshop and and you know I never intended the the Mac Parrot site to be I, I guess you could say a serious site. I mean I haven't updated it since like I think two thousand seven two thousand eight. I haven't added any new content to it. It's mostly just there for me to to kind of goof around a little bit with iWeb. Now the the one thing that i would like to see in iweb would be for them to be you know not so reliant on templates that you couldn't easily kind of go off the reservation and and do what it is you wanted to do one thing that you can't easily do in iweb is make a, a master page do you know what i mean by that
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah It's almost impossible to take one of their existing templates and make a consistent master page. Yeah.
0: Yes. That that is uh, a little bit frustrating.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I would really like to see them say, okay, well, here's a blank page, you know, throw whatever it is you want to throw at it, and then we'll take our... Our QuickTime page and our podcasting page and our blog page and our photos yeah. page and all the rest of that I suppose,
0: I suppose to make it simple for any listener that doesn 't know what we mean by master pages it 's almost like a template which you can obviously set down to uh, lots yeah. of different pages but it's it 's like a template uh, or a form with the different types of pages that you can get because of course you can get blog pages, you can get photo pages etc
1: right so right exactly. <laughs> So I I would like to see Apple make that a lot easier to do. Now, I did do that in MacParrot.com, and I've done that in a couple of the other little test sites that I've made. But the initial setup for it is like a a real nightmare. And depending on which template, because you have to choose a template when you start a page in iWeb. You have to choose one of their templates. Um, Depending on which template you choose that you want to kind of alter... You know, it can be it can be really, really crazy. You have to delete some stuff. And the weird thing is you can't delete everything off of one of those pages. It just won't let you do it. So sometimes you have to take certain boxes that have text or images and make them invisible.
0: That's 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 probably Apple saying, Well, you know, why would you want to delete anything (laughs) from the page?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What? You're not going to do it our way? (laughs) <laughs> what are you a windows user you know something um, to, along those yeah, lines
0: and and there are plenty of competitors and you know uh, yeah other options out there but of course none of those options uh none of those alternatives come free with your mac of course
1: no no um some of the ones that that people that, that make web pages on a regular basis you may have heard of sandbox uh which is which is really it, it is a very very good program uh for the most part, the only thing I don't like about Sandbox is that it's difficult to, to change the width of the page and a lot of their templates. I mean, most of these are, are template-based. Uh, there's one you probably haven't heard of, and it's uh, a guy in Germany makes this program called Goldfish that I really, really yep. like. As a matter of fact, yeah. I, made, yeah. I made a site for my nieces, and it's not complete because he hasn't done anything with it yet or talked to me about it. Uh, he has his own tattoo parlor. Right. So if you go to, I think it's Inks, you know, I N K S Inks N I N N dot com, uh, you can see an example of what uh, what you can kind of do with goldfish. It's kind of nice, uh, but the yeah. the big competitor to iWeb is probably uh, Rapid Weaver.
0: Yep, and I've used Rapid Weaver. Yep, quite, quite like Rapid Weaver.
1: Oh, it's like a it. great, great program. Yeah, the learning curve is a little bit actually, it's quite a bit higher than than something like iWeb, but you're yes. able to do a lot more with it than what and you there's, can with iWeb. There's
0: tons of plugins and and add-ons and templates that you can buy for it as well. So that really is is quite a good app. But I, I I think recently they've they've done some training. I got a an uh, um, an email from yeah, them. I, I got that same got email. It, yeah, I did. Talking about training.
1: Yeah, now Which, our our good friend Don McAllister over at uh, what Screencasts Online, yep, he's done some training videos using Rapid Weaver, and you know, I mean, that's his job. That's what he does for a living. Is he makes videos for you know other people showing how to use their software, their hardware, or or whatever it is that he's been contracted to do. I understand that. I respect that. That's you know that's his gig. That's what he does. Well, he also does stuff that he wants
0: as well. Very often the, the shows that you'll get from him are, are just stuff that he's he's putting out there on that particular week.
1: Yeah, and, um, it's, and it's great stuff that he does.
0: But but these these tutorials, I mean, because Weaver, I was a little bit surprised to read this. I was quite interested because I got the email and I thought, well, I know that Rapid Weaver have got a load of their own tutorials on the site anyway. Sure. Um, And this one's like a paid option, which kind of, confused me a little bit and surprised me. I don't know about you, Guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, when I saw this email, and it wasn't really clear in the email that that this was kind of a subscription-based model. And um, when I looked at it, the, the part that really had me con- confused was, you know, this is like... You're paying X number of, of dollars. I think it was nineteen ninety five a quarter. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, for access to these training videos. And at first I was thinking there is no way that the the company that, that FastMac is it FastMac? Who is it that makes rapid? Real Mac. Real, Real Mac. Mac. That Real Mac could possibly be involved in this because, you know, this is a program that they want people to buy and they want to make it as easy for them to use So if more and more people see how great the program is, well then they buy it. And one of the ways that you show people how great the program is, is you show videos that show how to do some of the various features that the program does. But as it turns out that that this entire thing that's going on that we're talking about is being made by RealMac. They're the ones that are putting out these training videos that they're charging people $20 a quarter to watch. And that just kind of rubs me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I was, you know, they've obviously got a reason. And their other tutorials are still on the site, so I'm not going to, you know, lambast them for that. But uh, I was quite surprised, but I went down the same avenue as you. I got the email and not quite sure, you know, I kind of thought that it was a bit of a subscription, but I thought, well, I'm receiving the email because I've obviously bought the the software in the past and I, I occasionally get updates from them, you know, Presumably, I don't have to pay to learn how to use their software. Yeah. (laughs) You've got to do. And I thought, yeah. It's a bit odd. It was just, it just, it did feel odd. Now, I don't know whether it's out in general um, circulation, uh, but obviously, if you're on their uh, Their their mailing list, yeah. You would have got this So, you know, like you, I just found it a little odd But, you know, they've got their reasons They've got their other tutorials, they're still out there So if anybody's listening from RealMap Perhaps they want to, you know, give us a ring We'll have you on the show You could tell us what your thoughts are behind it
1: Would would love to talk to somebody I, w- I would love to hear the justification for it I, You know, And it, yeah. just, it just didn't strike me as right uh, Well, <laughs> I guess enough said on that uh, Last yeah. thing that we were going to talk about tonight Is that here in the U.S., there are a few more retail options, and we alluded to this in the uh, the beginning of the show. There's a few <laughs> more retail options for buying iPads uh, here in the States. The, the, the two new retailers that are going to be selling them are Target and Walmart. Now, well, no, I, I, I saw your
0: email on this, and I, I think you, you did. It sounded as if you was a little bit confused by the product, or not confused by it, but bewildered by perhaps the process of them selling uh, this particular type of product through those two outlets and uh, not really knowing. I mean, I'd, I've heard a little bit about Walmart. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have actually entered a Walmart when I was over in the States, but I don't really know Target that well. So uh, I'm just going to have to chime in when uh, whenever I, I need it. to uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean they're both they're both big box resellers. You know, I in and, and typical of, you know, big box resellers, you know, all the people that you see on the floor are basically there to make sure that there's product on the floor. They're not necessarily experts in fashion if you're shopping for clothes. They're not going to be experts for the most part in electronics if you're looking at television sets or video games or things along those lines. Um, so, but they, but but both of those do sell consumables, electronic consumable product. Oh yes, yes indeed. You know they have. Well,
0: I, I, I wonder whether Apple have just gone down the avenue of thinking. Well, you know, I, I know it's not selling it cheap, but you know, um, pile it high and sell it.
1: Yeah, well, that could that could very well be, and and maybe they're just thinking that that you know coming up on Christmas that this will give them the opportunity to you know have more outlets for people that don't necessarily live near an Apple store or near a another Apple retailer or well, I'll tell you a Best what's buy.
0: crossing my I tell you what's crossing my mind as well guy is they have got such a big head start on most of the competition and to take this route gives mm. them an even bigger head start because you know if people are going in there and they're going I've heard about this this iPad and it's in front of them and they go yeah we'll go for that I, I, you know, I just wonder whether it's actually quite a clever ploy, because this is such a, you know, it's such a great product, but it's also such a great consumable product, and um, yeah. I just wonder what they're, they're thinking, you know, along those lines. It's just uh, so easy to use. People now know about it. You, you see it everywhere, and um, perhaps that's the, you know, they're just trying to make sure that they they get that lead and they keep a massive lead lead over the competition.
1: Well, I wonder if they're doing this just so that upcoming uh, Android or even possibly uh, Windows Phone Seven or whatever HP ends up doing with with Palm's stuff, you know, to, to not necessarily to keep them out, but to get kind of a head start on them. That could very well, I didn't actually, I actually hadn't thought about that when I, when I sent my earlier email. I guess my my biggest concern about selling. Something like the iPad at a Walmart, Walmart or Target isn't because it's low end. Uh, that that you know, I, I don't care about that. Uh, but one of the things that actually sells the iPad, and if you've ever gone into an Apple store, you know you've seen this. You've seen people standing around the counter where they've had the iPads and they actually get to use it and play with it and you know kind of see how it works. and And that's one of the biggest selling points of the device itself. The problem with a Walmart or a Target is that you're not going to get that same type of experience because I can't see them having a table set up with iPads that people can just go up and and use. Yeah, but
0: that's, that's not why you go, presumably, from what little I know, that's not why you go into a Target or a Walmart, is it?
1: No, no, you go, not necessarily. You, you, go, you go
0: into those stores because, I mean, we have similar sorts of stores over here. You go in there with something in mind and you know that you're going to be getting a range of products in there and you know it's going to be available. And, you know, that's it. You, you know, you're you not going to then stand about in the store trying stuff out. Um, you know, it's there. You've got it. You know what you're after. Bang in the in the trolley it goes and you can it. you go and you, end go, end you in pay for aisle.
2: it.
1: So you're thinking that this is more along the lines for people that have pretty much more or less made up their minds that they're that they're going to buy an iPad.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I and,
1: think and, and that's the closest place for them to buy one. Yeah, I don't think, absolutely. It gets it out to,
0: you know, all the, rate, the the areas where there is not an Apple store because, as I said to you, Guy, I think, you know, it's an easy product to use. Those people are going are to get it home and very few of them are going to be disappointed with the whole experience. And if they are, they'll go online, they'll speak to friends, they'll they'll soon get whatever bad experience they may have sorted. Um, the, the, Probably the worst experience they're going to have is, Possibly going through the checkout process. <laughs> that,
1: that could very well be. Okay. Well, I, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, but my yeah. objection to it was never, you know, based on well, you know, I wouldn't want to see Apple products sold at a uh, Walmart. No, yeah, <laughs> you know? but I,
0: but, but, but. Equally, you know, do they sell other popular brands of electronic equipment and product, you know? Oh, and sure. And, that, and they, it's, they've it's, got and iPads. Or not
1: iPads. They've got iPod Touches. They've got you know, go, the, the various you go. iPods. You, you see, I think that if they've
0: got, already got a relationship with Apple, then they would have already touted Apple to say, oh, come on, guys, let's have your, iPod, your iPad in there as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you're probably right. And I just hadn't thought of that when when I read the original story. Okay. <laughs> well, Um, because of the technical problems we had earlier, I actually have no idea how long this show is going to be. So we, we shall see what we shall see. Um, let's take care of a little bit of business.
0: We might have to leave our app recommendations until next week.
1: Oh no, let's go ahead and get them done. Okay, Okay. Uh, what have you got?
0: Well, I've resisted and resisted and resisted this particular Game, it's a, it, it's a game, and I, I just the other day I just suddenly saw it. It popped up, I, must have been on the front page of iTunes, or or somebody must have been talking about it. And I went in and I bought holds his hand out ready to be slapped. Angry
1: Birds, oh, not angry birds, yeah, yeah. Angry, that angry, makes angry, me so angry, mad. Angry, angry birds. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird most it. people most people that buy that game do love it now i, I have it as well and i can't get that there's this one <laughs> there's this one part that it doesn't matter how many of the damn mad birds that i send i can't kill the pig uh, dear. Yes, that should have been the name of the podcast tonight <laughs> kill, the pig. Yeah. You know? kill the pig yeah kill the should pig I, I kill the like, pig i feel like uh i feel like that that kid in uh uh whatever the name of that book was uh it's classic book Huh? Yeah, Angry Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Lord of the Flies. That's what I was yeah. <laughs> thinking of. I'll do. It. <sighs> but I, anyway,
0: Angry Birds. I like it. It's quite enjoyable. It can be frustrating, as Guy says. but yes. You know. But ooh, I, yeah, I like it too.
1: Persistent. Yeah, yeah. And who makes that? So do you that... have that?
0: Oh crikey! It's um, I think it's a. Yeah, Is that a Chilango uh, game? it comes through chilanga but the developers actually over in denmark i think because they've got a bit of an argument going on with windows at the moment haven't they because microsoft have put them on um, the front page of their windows uh, you know kind of indicating that
1: angry birds will be available oh. <laughs> and and it, and, it, and
0: they're a bit upset with microsoft because it's not apparently
1: <laughs> well, you know well if if chilanga is their is their distributor for the game I, I bet that's where it came from Uh, possibly yeah yeah Yeah, possibly well the the game i have a game too as well on the ios it's called space miner from vnan entertainment four dollars and 99 cents uh it's kind of a You know, you're controlling this little spaceship and you have to go out and blast these asteroids and 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 pick up, you know, whatever it is that you manage to get out of it. And, you know, it sounds like pretty standards standard fare. Well, until you get into the story mode of it where there's all these robots and a multi conglomerate that want to kill you. So kind of take it from there. It is a fun game. I really, really enjoyed playing it. And, hey, it's five bucks. It's, it's Basically, it's an iPhone game, but it plays well on the iPad as well in 2X mode. That's, that's all I got for you tonight. Sounds good. Sounds yeah, it was good. fun. Sounds good. Well, Gaz, if people wanted I- to get a hold of you. Well I tell you,
0: what, it sounds like you need to get hold of me because I need to take you through that, that particular level on Angry Birds. But if anybody <laughs> else out. wants to get hold of me, they can contact Damn me at birds. Gaz at <laughs> They can contact me at, at mymac dot com or I'm on the Twitters, uh twister dot com forward slash gazmaz. And I'm I be- I believe you can be contacted as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. Every once in a while. You know, I pay attention <laughs> to those things. I can be found at guy at com and twitter.com forward slash. Here we go. No, more birds. Mac parrot. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, damn. I should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> angry, angry parrots. That's, that's going to be my iPhone game. Angry parrots. You have to go and find cheeseburgers in paradise, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> And people can also contact us at feedback at mymac dot com. Yep. And we we've, we've got a we've got a Skype number that you can call in on. That's right. Mystery Caller used it earlier. <laughs> it's area code seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. And please, please, if you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and rate the show. That really, really helps us out. Yeah, do us a review. That'd be great. Please. So I, I think that's going to do it for tonight. I have got I a ton of editing to do to, to somehow <laughs> make this all work, and I apologize for the technical difficulties. It was you know, GarageBand was just not my friend this evening. guys. No,
0: well, yep. I think they need I, need. I think they need to update the version.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please. So, iLife Eleven, you can't come soon enough. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for the night. Thank you all so very, very much for downloading the podcast, and we shall see you next week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send
2: all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501.
1: If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check
2: out the other family of podcasts all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson.